Tired of tribalism? Welcome to the Adama Antidote podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adama Antidote. Now, it's been a while since we've been here keeping you company, but this time we have an episode that you don't want to miss. Um, because we're speaking not just to any old guest, but to one of our founders, that's Father Joe Evans, who joins me today. So, Father Joe, welcome. Um, you've been the, the father, if you like, of Adama in so many ways, but uh, this time it's a first for you as a guest on the, the antidote on the, on the podcast series. So, very, very glad to be with you. Um, for those that don't know you, I'm sure there are one or two, can you tell us a little bit about your background, your life before Adama. I'm sure there was some kind of life before Adama. And uh, so, you know, what, who is Joe Evans? Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you talking about Adama. Well, who am I? Um, I'm um, a 56-year-old from London. I studied French and Portuguese at King's College London. So I've always had that sort of literary interest. I worked a while as a journalist. Now, as much as I wanted to be anything, I wanted to be a journalist. So there's that journalistic background. Then I spent a number of years working for young people in youth work. That mattered a lot to me and always has. And I continue to be very much involved in working with young people and helping them to achieve their potential. So how does Adamo come into this? Well, when I, I worked as a journalist, but then at some point, uh, long story short, I ended up becoming a Catholic priest. I've always been a Catholic, but uh, the priesthood, as it were, came to the fore. <laughs> and being a priest, I found myself at one point as chaplain to a university residence in London called uh, Netherhall House, run by a Catholic organisation called Opus Dei. I belong to this Catholic organisation. Okay. What I loved about Netherhall was that it was full of people of different cultures, religions, backgrounds. We had Catholics, we had other Christians, we had Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, you name it, atheists, all sorts of different people. And it was so wonderful that we, that we lived together. And I love that spirit. And me and a lad called Luke, Luke at the time was just a, a resident, he was a student there at UCL, University College London. I was the chaplain. We, we decided to, in Netherhall, we decided to start a magazine for the hall. I suppose that was a bit my own journalistic background coming to the fore. And again, long story short, we got various people involved. At one point, we got Luke involved. And really, that's the background to Adama, because later on, Luke, Luke and I went our separate ways, but then eventually coincided again here in Manchester, where I now live. And we began talking about perhaps replicating something of that spirit of Netherhall and something of the magazine that we'd had then, but this time for a more universal audience. Okay, so basically what you're you saying is that the that early experience in Netherhall acted as a kind of um, dummy run, if you like, and, and now you've, you're trying to launch that experience uh, beyond the walls of a hall of residence uh, in a much more wide widespread way of course during those years between you i guess becoming a priest and now 
Um, the world has changed dramatically. I guess internet's come and social media has come and, and unfortunately society's become very divided, hasn't it? We know people tend to split into camps about just about everything. Um, I was speaking to someone the other day and saying, you know, be before COVID, if we had thought that, if someone had suggested that people would get into a culture war about whether or not you should wear a face mask on a bus, it would have just seemed mad. But unfortunately, humanity does seem to have developed this urge to take sides on every imaginable topic. And as I understand it, when you conceived of Adama, which means, of course, tell us again, what, is, what does Adama mean? Adama comes Hebrew. from the biblical word, the Hebrew word, uh, meaning soil, earth. And the idea is that this is the, the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. God formed Adam, the man, from the Adama, from the soil. So man comes from the soil. And we wanted Adama, it wasn't my idea, the idea comes from somebody else, but the title, we wanted Adama to be good soil from which the human person can flourish. I think it's a beautiful yeah. title and it encapsulates a lot of our vision. I remember I think, when you first came up with the idea, and I remember being very struck that it seemed to perfectly um, represent, I mean, besides being a, a very different and memorable name, it, it seemed to perfectly represent what you wanted to do. And as I understood it, when you talked to me at the beginning, it was about creating a space for civilised uh, dialogue where people could bring their own ideas and be listened to um, in, a, in a way that was very... They, the antidote almost to the to the culture wars of screaming and shouting and condemning. Would that be fair to say? Yes, it would be. I would just nuance that slightly. So when Luke and I were thinking about possible ideas for the magazine, we came up with all sorts of different ideas. One of them, for example, was common good. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, we wanted something that was good for all. Uh, we we, we didn't go with that one because I think there was something already existing with that sort of name. Also, it's not the snappiest of names. And then when somebody, again, I have to confess, it wasn't our own idea. Uh, but when somebody else came up with this idea, Adama, we really felt that was, that was it. We wanted, as I said, the magazine to be good soil for the flourishing of the human person. I think that whole idea of the culture wars, first of all, um, you mentioned um, before the internet, I was, um, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, um, the internet, I've, I've, you know, I've had, the, I've had the internet before I was a priest and, um, but, so I am a priest and that matters to me, it matters a lot to me, uh, I'm a Catholic priest, uh, and certainly one important aspect of Adama is presenting Christian ideas and the Christian vision of the world, so that matters a lot, so now I suppose in that sense it is, is that when we're very upfront about that, we want to be upfront, it's very clear about our I suppose our Christian Catholic worldview, even though uh, Luke is not a Catholic, Luke's uh, evangelical. But again, that very much that ecumenical aspect was so important to us. However, we also realised, and it, this mattered a lot to us, that Christian to be Christian means loving and charitable. And so often, even within Christianity, uh, people use Christianity as a hammer to bash people on the head with, and they they break up into their factions and their camps. As, which we think is a betrayal of Christianity. So Christianity is, is loving, it's outgoing, it's respectful, or it's, or it's failed. So again, we go back to that resonance where I, this resonance was profoundly Christian. 
but precisely because of its Christianity, not in spite of its Christianity, but because of its Christianity, it was also deeply welcoming to people of other cultures and faiths and beliefs. So everything begins with that. But then absolutely, as you put it very well, we are very concerned about the cultural wars, the ghettoization of our society, the tribalism, which seems to be getting worse. And we wanted Adama to be somehow an antidote where people could come together for respectful dialogue. We hope that will be particularly the case through uh, podcasts and video production. Uh, but even now in our print media form, our online print form, we try to, for us it's really, really important to be respectful. Again and again, we insist on respect, uh, deal with people fairly, uh, don't just come out with sort of random attacks. Uh, if you are going to criticize someone or criticize them respectfully, uh, yeah. very much yeah. in sort of in the way that you know, if the person himself, him or herself were present, they would at least um, they wouldn't mind taking that criticism. You know, sometimes yeah. people are people are quite happy to both through internet and through the keyboard launch vicious attacks because mm -hmm. the person is not in their presence. Well, just imagine yeah. the person is in your presence. Yeah, uh, and I want to be able to, yes, to, to criticize, but in a respectful manner. I think that's a very good rule of thumb, isn't it? You know that yeah. before you send a, a tweet or before you denounce someone online, just say to yourself, "Would I say this if that person was sitting at the other side of the desk or was sitting next to me on the bus?" I think one of the things that you mentioned there, which I think people will find interesting, is that Adama is yes very open, very inclusive, very ecumenical, and so on, but also Catholic. Have you felt any tension between those two um, aspects, if you like, of the of, of Adama? Yes, I have, in two directions. One is perhaps the direction you might not expect, that um, sometimes some of our more Christian Catholic writers pull for no, with no bad will, just it's their own instincts. They want to pull the magazine in a more explicitly Catholic, Christian direction to make it more obviously Catholic and confessional. Mm -hmm. And I've resisted that. And I know you also have resisted that, Ronnie, because um, that's not our spirit. We're not, we're not sort of some sort of pious devotional magazine. Uh, yeah. Again, that would be a ghetto. Um, yeah. So in that sense, but in the other sense, also sometimes there is the danger of diluting, um, Christian Catholic vision. No, and we want to be very faithful to that. Again, because I believe that precisely Catholicism and Christianity is all about, it stands for things. So we have clear positions on the truth of marriage, the reality of marriage, questions of sexuality. Um, so we stand clearly on these questions, I suppose, with a, a Catholic Christian viewpoint. But, so, and that is truth. And that is, so that's charity, because we believe saying what you truly believe is charity. So, but you have to say it nicely and respectfully and sensitively. Uh, we had a nice, interesting discussion the other day, uh, which began a little bit, this was in our own WhatsApp group amongst the writers, which got a little bit painful. I wasn't very happy with it to begin with, but I think the resolution yeah. was very good. There was a bit of a discussion about um, the nature of marriage and somebody had quoted actually that great Jewish rabbi, Rabbi Sachs, talking about what most helps us society is marriage based on the a man and a woman open to children and that had led to somebody uh, criticizing that view or su suggesting well yes but there's also lots of single mothers and you know this led to a little bit of I, I i was just witnessing this a little bit of a 
heated arguments, or slightly heated amongst the writers of, uh, through WhatsApp, until I had to intervene and say, look guys, let's calm down. Um, I certainly would agree with the good rabbi that a marriage based on man, woman, open to life, children, is the best form of marriage that most helps society. However, I've also come across wonderful single mothers who bring up their children with incredible heroism, and we have to salute them. And that led to a lovely message from one of our writers saying, thank you, Father Joe, for saying that, because uh, she told me about a friend of hers who was a single mother, or is a single mother, but had got herself pregnant uh, in a relationship, had suffered a lot of pressure to have an abortion, uh, had resisted that pressure, and was now doing a wonderful job to bring up her child. So I think we've got to recognize yeah. goodness where it's to be found and come out of our exactly. narrow sort of boundaries. Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad really, isn't it, that the culture war sometimes entered even within the church. Um, I yeah, certainly absolutely. have noticed recently uh, that some of the fiercest and most aggressive uh, dialogue happens between people who call themselves Catholic and they're, they're, they're yeah. saving their, the, the worst of their bile for their co-religionists, which, exactly. which is a real, yeah. a real problem. Which also, I suppose, I'm, I'm sure it also happens in other, I'm sure Muslims yeah, do it. Within sure, yeah, groups. within other faith groups but, too. But yeah. um, people forget that the essence of faith is love, love of God and love of neighbour. And if you forget that, you've got it yeah. wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Lack of charity. Um, yeah. In the course of all these you know, the almost two years I think we've we've been going. Over um, two years. Over two yeah, years. Yeah, two years, yeah. And edition. Right. Okay. Um we have had some fantastic articles. I know that you you know you've been as inspired as I have as we, we sit down to edit some of the work. Um and you know some of it has it's traveled the world, it's it's been read, you know, countless times, it keeps coming back. And is there can you remember, can you call to mind one or two articles that uh, over these years have, have struck you or inspired you or surprised you in any way? Certainly. I, if I could pick on three articles. Yeah. One is um, possibly my favourite uh, by one of our writers, Rosie Black, all about a round table. And it's her, ah, yeah. she, she describes the, the round table of her family home yeah. when she was a child. And how that table was a place for eating. There was also a place for children drawing. It was a place for writing stories. It was a place for discussions. And how yeah. it became a creative space that built up family yeah. life. And how now that fam that round table has actually made its way to her own home now that she's a mum with her husband and little children. Yeah. Um, and I just love that piece because um, it just yeah. gave such a beautiful, positive vision of family life. And again, I think... Positivity is key to Adam. You mentioned about very rightly about our efforts to, you know, to oppose the cultural wars. But actually, I'd, I'd put that more positive. Rather than opposing cultural wars, we're trying to build up a culture of encounter. It's a positive yeah. effort. Yeah. yeah. So that, was, that article said it all for me in so many ways. That building family, building family, but it expressed it so positively. Yeah. She wasn't condemning yeah. anything. She was just no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a second article, of course, is the article that still to this day is our most read. Uh, <laughs> the ghetto from Ipanema. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pretty Hurts, The Cult of Physical Beauty in Brazil, uh, yeah, by yeah. one of our great writers, Bianca, Bianca Costa de Salles. It's gone um, around the world about two or three times and then it just, just keeps resurfacing, doesn't it? It keeps on resurfacing. It keeps on being one, uh, it's written very, a couple of years ago now, it keeps on being one of our most popular articles. Yeah. And it's just, it's a work of genius because it precisely, Bianca describes beautifully how 
Uh, there is such a demand in Brazil, but it, it could apply to other countries too. I think just Brazil is, I suppose, particularly handsome country and a lot of handsome yeah. people. Um, yeah. There's such a requirement to be beautiful. It places such pressure on people. Uh, and Bianca talks about this, analyzes the whole phenomenon, but also makes a beautiful stress on the importance of just recognizing the beauty within, whether you are physically beautiful or not. Yeah. Uh, you have your own, everybody has their own beauty. And the yeah. third article is by one of our Nigerian writers. We, we very much try to be uh, international. Uh, and it's all about yeah. Amnesty International in Nigeria. And there, I think, is a good example. The author, um, Joshua, deals with it very well because he expresses very well the great work that Amnesty is doing. So in that sense, it's, it's positive, respectful engagement with Amnesty and seeing all the good that they do, and it's so much good. They're such a great organization. And yet he also takes issue with them, the way that they are trying to impose abortion in Nigeria and other places in a way that completely goes against the, the family and cultural values of the Nigerian people. So Joshua's, you know, Joshua's argument is that we need to respect people's values, and particularly from the West, not come in and impose our own. And again, that's very dear to Adam, that we are respecting the good. But I like the way Joshua approached it. It wasn't a condemnation of amnesty because there's so much good there. There's so much to praise. But yet, respectfully, he pointed out where he felt, in many ways, they were falling short of their own values. Their own, yeah. If amnesty is all about respecting freedom, well, in doing this and trying to oppose abortion, they were actually falling short of their own values. Exactly. And I think Going to respect the values of the people, yeah. I, I think it's so interesting that the, the articles you mentioned, I, I mean, I threw that question at you, we hadn't prepared it before, but you choose you choose them from uh, one from Africa, one from South America and one from Europe. And that's one of the things yes. that I love about ADMA is the international aspect mm. of it. Um, you know, we, and I know that as we edit articles, we often have to, you know, insert the words in the UK because we, we have yes. to remember that the readers are, you know, approaching us and, and participating from all across the, the globe. Is that something that has um, appealed to you and that you're, you're happy about that, that level of international engagement? More than happy. I, I'm constantly trying to encourage it and foster I really want Adama to be totally international and come yeah. out, certainly come out of the, sort of the, the European bubble or the Anglo-Saxon bubble. Uh, yeah. find, one can get oneself into all sorts of bubbles. Um, yeah. We have the, our weekly columnist, Nicole, Nicole Law, who yeah. writes from, from Singapore. Singapore. Her, yeah, and it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, because she generally, she always has something that is universally applicable, but yes. often you get the little detail of, you know, her, her lunch hour in, in downtown Singapore or, the, you exactly. know, the, the seasons of the year or, or the, yes. the customs of the land and so on. I think it's lovely. Yeah, or a bookstore that she's come across that she loves going to in Singapore. And I was very yeah. happy once because somebody asking me about Adama said, um, Oh, aren't you a Singaporean magazine? Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because obviously that's a backhanded compliment. Yes, I thought it was a backhanded compliment. You know that uh, yeah. they, they'd obviously noticed these Nicole Law articles, but no, we yeah, precisely yeah. because we want to be open. We also want to be universal. And obviously, I talked about that Christian Catholic spirit. The very word Catholic means universal, open to all. Exactly, it's also yeah. open to all the world and all human yeah, experiences. Yeah. yeah, another thing about Adam that I certainly have felt privilege to be part of is if you like the kind of secondary vocation not just if we see the primary vocation as to promote good writing and so on the secondary vocation is in many ways um you know to encourage new writers so in the course of the years we've run a couple of competitions and some excellent writers have 
come out of that. And of course, they've come from all over the, the world as well. I know this year, for example, our winner of a writer's competition come from America, and then we'd, I think, a runners-up from India and so on. Um, can you just say a few words about that vocation, if you like, to encourage good writing among young, young people anxious to get into this world of communication? Definitely. No, we, that matters to us a lot. And I think, well, you and I edit one and you know how carefully we edit. And yeah. um, so sometimes we, we can take an article which perhaps has good ideas but lacks technical expertise or is a bit technically yeah. rough. Uh, and we work very, very hard to get the the, the, jewel, the the gems out of that article and to, as it were, to, to, to cut away the dross so the pure gold shines through. We love yeah. that. We, we, we're we very, very happy to support young writers. We're keen yeah. to, for young writers, people say, well, can I write for you? Well, yes, please. Okay. Obviously, we're not necessarily going to accept everything that everybody sends us, uh, yeah. but we accept a lot. And yeah. it matters a lot to us to develop and nurture fresh talent. One of the one of the nicest uh, moments I had was just a few weeks ago when I found myself on a, a Saturday morning in a, a Zoom call with a young teacher from uh, Washington in the United States who had won a writer's competition, just looking at ways to improve, ways to get into journalism, um, some some tips and so on. We call it a masterclass, that exaggerates it, I'm no master, but uh, it was just so nice to be uh, in direct contact and encouraging young writers face-to-face. Father, we don't have a lot of time left, but uh, I just want to kind of look forward a little bit. Um, how how do you see Adama progressing, developing? What would be your hopes, your dreams, if you like, for, for Adama, if we were to dare to look forward a year or so, or two years, or however long? We very much want to move into other forms of media. Um, so we'd very much like to develop our podcast work. Uh, we realise podcast is an important part of modern life. Also with time videos. And we also, that's important for us because we think it'd be a lot easier to develop the sort of discussion aspect. Now we would love to have respectful dialogue, for example, between somebody who's pro-abortion and somebody else who's pro-life. We'd love to have respectful dialogue between somebody who uh, is very much um, pro-homosexual uh, union and someone from a more traditional um, Christian Catholic point of view or, or traditional morality point of view. But, but that, we think that's best done through uh, discussion. It's quite difficult, it's slightly more difficult to do it in a written form. But if you, yeah. can, if you can have with very caref- carefully sort of thought about guidelines and, and an insistence on respectful dialogue, we can yeah. have excellent podcast conversations where we're really trying to develop truth. Um, Which, that's one thing. It's, bit, it's a radical thing to suggest, actually. I mean, it seems very normal, you know, to have that kind of ra- that kind of conversation between people with polar different viewpoints. But it's actually a very radical thing to do. I can't think of anywhere else that that conversation could take place. So, yes, we want and we want to also we want definitely. I think it is. But for that, we also want to develop sort of guidelines for discussion. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ways, you know, uh, gu- guidelines for engagement. So that also yeah. that would be. With time, again, we need for this, we need money. So if there's any big donors out there who've got loads and loads of money to give to us, uh, please send it to us. Let's get in touch yeah. because we want to develop our staff also so that we can have training courses. So we can yeah. you know, continue to develop positive communication in all sorts yeah. of forms. Yeah. That's why we deliberately call ourselves Adama Media because we're not just a magazine. We want to be yeah. a positive media yeah. with a Christian Catholic viewpoint, but developing positive interreligious dialogue and positive communication. So yeah. that could be through seminars, uh, training sessions yeah. for young people, WhatsApps, yeah. uh, so um, uh, uh, apps, you know, uh, videos, um, yeah. 
podcasts. That's not, I was not what I was looking for the word podcasts. These different forms of communication to promote positive dialogue. Yeah. Okay, great. We're at the, the end of the show, I'm afraid, but we can't let you go without asking you to do what we sometimes ask of our guests, and that is to uh, share with us a recommendation for something you've recently enjoyed. It could be a, a film, it could be a song, it could be a book, it could be an article. So what has tickled Father Joe's fancy recently? Um, I was thinking about that. Um, I mean, what's really tickled my fancy is rereading uh, Tolstoy's uh, War and Peace, but I think that's a big ask. Wow, that's a big book. Extraordinary. <laughs> but what I would tell you a bit more manageable, a book I loved is a book by an English author called Paul Shrimpton, and it's all about the White Rose Movement, which oh, these yeah. students, these young students who uh, resisted Nazi Germany, they were Germans yeah. themselves. Um, yeah. It's called... Um, Sophie Scholl and the White Rose Movement. If you just yeah. Google Paul Shrimpton, Sophie Scholl, White Rose, say anybody would yeah. find it. It's a lovely yeah. book because it shows how these youngsters were inspired by good reading. They were inspired by their faith. All of them were in yeah. one way or another Christians of different types. Mm. Um, and yet they, they, there wasn't a lot they could do, but they did the little they could. Yeah. And, and they suffered really a lot had, for it, as I remember, didn't they? Some, I mean, of, them some died, of them were executed. Yeah. Some of them were executed. Sophie herself and her brother yeah. Hans. Um, yeah. And it's a lovely book that really yeah, charts. An inspiring story. An inspiring story. And it shows that within a very difficult context, there's always something you can do for the good. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't end it on a better note than that. Can we just repeat that phrase, put it on screen, repeat it again and again? There's always something you can do for the good. That would be a, that'd be a lovely way to uh, remember your presence here, Father Joe, in this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. And best of luck with Adama. And we all we're all part of it so we're cheering it on we're doing our best to try and spread the word and uh, we'll keep doing that thanks for everyone who's joined us it's been great to have you with us in the adama antidote and we look forward to seeing you here again sometime soon until until then bye for now thank you for listening to the adama antidote podcast subscribe to us on your preferred platform so that you don't miss our next episode Please also leave us a review so that more people can learn about our new podcast. For now, stay tuned.